What's up, everybody, and welcome to IndieCast episode 177. My name is Kyle Stevenson. Alongside me today is Becca. How you doing, Becca? Good, good. And Matt. Hey, Becca. Hey, Becca. Hey, Becca. Hey, Becca. Hey, Becca. One, one Becca. Just one. One Becca. <laughs> Just this time. Just one. I don't know. I didn't hear Ava. Um, starter question for you, because uh, not nearly as fluid as how Mike usually brings it up, but that's fine. How do how do you guys view true crime? Are you guys a true crime? No true crime people. <laughs> no. No. Just no. At, every once in a while, I will just pop on an episode of Unsolved Mysteries because I like the mystery. That's different. That's yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will watch those, true, but right? then halfway through, I get so sad that I just like, why did I make this decision? I enjoy the mystery of it and trying to figure it out, but yeah, I prefer fiction. terrible tragedies. Yeah, well, I don't like stuff that's real. <laughs> so, like, are, are you talking about like new unsolved mysteries? The or Netflix ones. Yeah. Okay, so I haven't, I haven't seen those, but like, the reason I say it's different because like I've only seen the old ones, like the. Uh, Oh, what's his name? Like unsolved mystery. I forget yeah. the guy's name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like that's true crime. But like most of it's like something might have happened. We don't know. This is the story we were told. <laughs> yeah, the the one I watched the other night was a story about two families where their their significant other kidnapped their children. Oh uh, yeah, no, I don't. And they I don't still haven't that. gotten their children back after years. That sounds like oh. the kid who's been missing in Oregon for like. 15 16 years so sad at this point yeah I, I i know there's terrible shit going on in the world i don't need to watch yeah spend more time on it yeah <laughs> well on that note you're listening to the six one indiecast a weekly video game podcast amplifying the indie scene and smaller games outside of the triple a space new episodes drop each and every monday morning on all major podcast feeds and youtube.com slash six one indie Supporters on patreon.com slash 618 can tune in live as we record and gain access to Clocked Out, the IndieCast post show. Oh, my God. <clears throat> that was weird. <laughs> uh, but if money is tight, no worries. You can still support us with a simple click. Wherever you're listening, go ahead and leave this podcast a review. Follow 618Indie on social. Subscribe and hit the bell on YouTube. Follow on Twitch and tell your friends all about us. Shout out to the PD fans, Brett Griffin, Colby Cordes, Jacob McCourt, JC. Jill Grote, Nicholas Johnson, Nicole Humphrey, Play Jason, The Compound, Silcanet, Stingray X, Ellie, and Cole, a.k.a. The Good Sir. Some housekeeping. The 6-1 Indie Showcase is officially happening because we filmed the show. So there's no going back. It's real. There's <laughs> things on film. Uh, you can watch it on March 20th. So please go, uh, you know, subscribe to us on YouTube so that way you know when it goes live. And uh, if you want to... If you're interested in becoming a producer to help fund the show and help fund future shows, um, those tiers are available on our Patreon, and we would greatly appreciate it. Also, if you're going to PAX East, come say hi. Mike and I will be there um, doing a lot of fun things. It seems like a lot of people are going this year, which is kind of exciting. Um, So if you're in Boston around the March 20th weekend, come say hi. And like last week... It was so big, we had to separate it into two. We're talking more Steam Next Fest. Because there's so many demos. <laughs> so many. Uh, in, the, in, in fact, when Becca was like, yeah, no, I listened last week. 
and none of the games you talked about i also played and i have my own big list I'm like wow okay <laughs> there's a lot of games out there to play it's, it's kind of wild so becca let's start with you what's uh what's a next quest demo that you know stood out to you that you've been playing okay um probably the one that i can't stop talking to people about is normal fishing mm-hmm. you didn't play normal fishing matt I didn't because I want to go into the full game, just um, sight unseen. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Is this a horror fishing game? It is. Uh, mm, go, okay. go, going into normal fishing, having anything spoiled for you is wrong. So um, I won't say much, but what I will say is that it's not what it seems. And when you think that you've kind of finished, at like I think, is the demo still up? that's a good question because a lot of demos are still up thankfully the demo's gone so you won't be able to oh no wait that's a different page the demo is still up so if you do still want to get your hands on the demo it is still up when you think that the demo is finished it's not keep going uh is also what i will say but if someone asked me what my favorite demo of next fest was and i did only play like 10 or 15 um it's normal fishing and <laughs> it's so unassuming like the way that they've marketed it on the steam page is really impressive because you generally really have no idea what it is kind of going into it like you you look at it it's re- it's ca- called retro handheld inspired adventure that's exactly mm-hmm. what it is it's beginning and and you know everything that you do feels very much like a retro fishing game and the fishing mechanics are great uh, you're like shooting bullet pellets at the fish to get them closer to your hook. So your hook is on one side, the fish is on the other side, and you're like shooting pellets to get the close to get the fish like slightly closer to your hook until you can hook it, and then you eat the fish. And I thought that was so funny and and great. And um, I will I will say absolutely nothing else because mm. having it spoiled for you would be the absolute worst. You've got to try it. If not the demo, then just you have to grab the full game when it comes out you just got it matt you you've known about this one already uh i forget when but mike put it on my radar probably last year sometime because like we were talking about dredge uh i was mentioning another indie fishing horror game and then he mentioned that one so it's it's just it's a good time to eat fish and be scared apparently Yeah, I was just looking up to see if this is their first game or not. Mm. Uh, Oh, it does look like they have a separate demo that's available. Oh. Like, the demo has its own page. Oh, gotcha. So that's kind of cool. They made another, it looks like an escape room kind of game. Ten, it's called Ten. Ten rooms, ten seconds. Hmm. So... Hey, that's, like that sounds rooms. cool. Yeah. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to finish that, though. I, I don't remember the full mm, title like, of 999. Oh, that one. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm happy that fishing has found its new genre in horror. It's pretty cool. <laughs> as, as someone that would never fish in real life, I'd prefer my fishing to be horror themed. Games, at least. Yeah. Uh, Becca, let's stay with you because uh, you have more demos to talk about <laughs> before we switch over to Matt. Okay. Um, 
You want to stick with the horror? Or you want to go somewhere else? Uh, let's save Indica for later. Okay. She's she's worth it. Uh, she's worth the wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll talk about the two cozy games that I played. I played them very sure. early on. Um, I think they might have been available right before Next Fest, but it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is called Minami Lane. This is um, just like your your regular old like relaxing simulation simulator like management simulator um and you're managing just like one street and you can build um houses for more people to move in you can build a ramen shop a boba shop uh, a bookstore a park which adds beauty to your street like a, a number of beauties to your street um the more people that go to your restaurants the more money that you earn um you like can pick up trash throughout the day there's cats to pet which is you know 10 out of 10 for me already um there's a tanuki that hides on every level that you can find um and basically each day the demo i think was uh three different goals uh Mm -hmm. each street when you start it you have a goal for that stretch so for example when you first start i think your goal is to like make 300 dollars in one day um on one of the other levels you had to reach your goal with only eight uh, buildings built on your street uh, which was a pretty difficult one um one of the goals was have more young people than old people on your street. Oh, so it's it's like yeah. it's stuff it's stuff like that. <laughs> um and what's really lovely about it, other than the fact that it's got this Japanese aesthetic, um, which is just stunning in general. Um as always, <laughs> any kind of Japanese aesthetic is always so stunning. Um it's got this like pastel look to it, which is really cute. Um and then Basically, at the start, you can do whatever the heck you want. You can make your boba super, super expensive. You can, so that you're making more money. You can, like, you can make ramen that has, like, eight servings of noodles in it. Like, you could do whatever you want. And then (laughs) once the people on the street start complaining and, like, start going to the restaurants, they start complaining. And then you can see kind of what they want. Um, so they'll say like, they'll be walking down the street and they'll be like, I just visited the boba shop, man, I wish there was less sugar in it. And then you can fix your recipe and tweak it so that people are happier. And when they're happier, then they'll pay more money willingly to get your stuff. Um, and you can do the same thing with the ramen. The ramen's got too many noodles. Let's add more shrimp, that kind of thing. And so you kind of are listening to the residents as they're walking up and down and they do the same thing when it comes to who is residing there. So the old people will complain and be like, there's too many young people in the street. (laughs) 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 And things like that. So, um, or people will just say in general, it feels crowdy here. And then you can be like, okay, maybe I need to not, not build any more apartments until I like build up the street and things like that. So the demo was pretty short. um, And the, the steam page, says uh, it's actually it's out february 28th so it's gonna be out soon Soon. um but the store page says it really should only take like two to four hours to beat all together so it is gonna be a short experience either way um but i would have played two to four hours of it in one sitting if i could have because it's it's really relaxing it's super simple but not so simple that it's boring 
Mm-hmm. And there's different variations in the buildings. You can change the roofs. You can change the colors of everything so that it looks kind of exactly how you want it to look. And then you can pet cats. Let me just reiterate. You can pet, <laughs> <laughs> you pet the cats, um, which is brilliant. And it's it's so cozy and lovely. And who doesn't who doesn't enjoy just yeah. like having a nice walk? You saying it's simple has me intrigued because when I hear management games, I get overwhelmed very easily. Mm-hmm. Yes. So and it and just looking at it, it seems very again, simple is not the right word, but more accessible to somebody who's not simplistic. Really yeah. 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 Without really without, important. you know, being boring. And you can speed up the days as well. So if it's hmm. like like you're just trying to earn more money and so you just need people to keep going to the shops and stuff like that you can just mm-hmm. fast forward time for a couple of days and see what's great it's great um it's, it, the- it's a weird comparison to make <laughs> but the adjusting the prices of like dishes in the shops whatever reminds me back like in the old school madden days where you could set the price to concessions <laughs> and then during the season the fans will yell at you that they're too expensive or whatever and you have to kind of manage that <laughs> So that's that's really good. That brought me back. That's really cool. Or like um, Roller Coaster Tycoon, when you raise mm-hmm. the prices on everything, yeah, and then of course they make it so they can't find the exit to the park, and like you're gonna buy it. <laughs> <laughs> it's free to enter. You have to pay two thousand dollars to leave. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the other uh, cozy game that I played uh, right at the beginning of Next Fest is called Fireside. Um, it's supposed to be a narrative-driven game, and it's it was it, it was like a fifteen-minute demo. I want to say it was mm-hmm. really really short, so you don't get much of the narrative in there, um, but you definitely get a good idea of what the gameplay is going to be like. Again, it's very much going to be like a relaxing, simplistic experience. You can definitely tell it's got this really cute hand-drawn art style that I kind of fell in love with because it it looks like an like a cartoon that I would watch. Um, and, uh, so basically you play as this little merchant who crash lands into this new land. He has nothing on him and he obviously is, is distraught about it and people are really nice to him and give him things to trade. And so he, he's essentially got nothing at the beginning. And then you talk to this woman who gives you like, one vegetable and like a pine cone and then you basically go to the next fireplace and this person is offering like if you give me the pine cone i'll give you three eggs and then now you are able to go to the next fire and you see like this person wants flowers but i don't have flowers so i'll go to the next fire but at the next fire this person wants eggs and they'll give you flour for it like flowers for it so then you can grab flowers go back to the previous thing and give the person that wanted flowers flowers. And so it's really simplistic and you just are basically hopping around these little islands, um, getting what people want and trading with them because you're a merchant. Um, and that's really all that there was to do in the demo. So if you do like a deep dive on the steam page, you can see that eventually you start um, like creating a town and there's buildings um, that you create and there's this kind of mystical element to it, which you get a, a quick glimpse at in the demo where there's this like um, portal that you go into and this entity needs your help. 
with things, but you're also, you can build shrines and you can start building up things. And so the main mechanic is the trading and going to all these different fireplaces and talking to people and hearing their stories and things like that. But then you're also later um, building up your town as well. So it was driving me nuts. So I was trying to look it up how, what it reminds me visually too. Mm-hmm. And a little bit of the art style reminds me of uh, the other cozy game like this called Cozy Grove. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's very, what it's, my best it's, friend it's said. It's pretty close to it. Mm-hmm. So if you're yeah, familiar it's, with it's that game, that's quests. what this one looks like. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a bunch of fetch quests, especially just at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I said, uh, it was, I think it took me 15 minutes. I think like that was when it ended. It was like a hard stop at 15 minutes. So I only got to talk to like three people. I only got to do like two trades. So I'm sure things get like kind of complicated because you'll have someone like 15, like 15 fires away that wanted like a plank of wood. And now you Mm. finally just got it and you have to go figure out where they were again and things like that. And I didn't get to see anything in regards to building up to town or anything Mm. like that. So I think it might still be, um, it might still be pretty early on that that was really all that they had to show so far because the plan release date just says this year sometime. Yeah. Not really sure what else there is. But Demo's we'll... still up there. So people can still check it out. Yes. And it's worth it because it it's literally super quick, super cute. And yes. I'm excited to play more of it because I want to see more. Very cool. Sounds delightful. Yeah. Matt, I'm very curious. <coughs> What's up? What about this county full full of crows? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Crow County, this is the PS1 style horror right. game? Yeah, so it's a isometric uh po- polygonal um horror game, kind of in the vein of like Resident Evil, but top down. Um uh, yeah, uh Cole. The good sir uh, turned me on to this one. I know we saw it. What was that? A, a state of play or something? Or one of Sony's infamous indie tweet things? I, I think it was a tweet thing. I don't think it yeah. was at a state of play. Um, so like I, I had heard about it, but I hadn't uh, I dived into it. But this demo is robust. Like there's a lot to do here. I think I spent about. 30 or so minutes in there even though normally i just hang around about 15 minutes because i don't want to spoil the full game or anything like that um but this game had its hooks in me um item management isn't an issue really like you can find like uh, med kits and bullets pretty easily but enemies are a little tough to put down uh sometimes so you will go through your bolts pretty quick uh the puzzles are pretty um not too tough but i want to say they're um too easy either they're, they're, they're nowhere in the vein of like resident evil where like you're banging your head against a wall like what the hell am i supposed to be doing here mm-hmm. uh, so it, it absolutely respects the player's time and uh brain mood <laughs> um but the creature design like there was one thing and i'm not i'm not going to talk about like what they look like but there was a second enemy type that i ran into and i was like oh no so that's what that sound was i'm just gonna walk <laughs> way over here uh, it's a spooky um, uh, fairground. Uh, this one dude, I forget his first name, but his last name's Crow, uh, built this uh, park, and uh, a lot of mysterious shit is going on. It's it's good. I can't wait for the full game. 
shout out to the dev uh, SFB Games because their other games are like visual novel mystery detective games. Oh wow! And, and I just love that they um, Mermaid's Tongue is one that's coming out this year that we saw, mm-hmm. and I believe it's in the same universe as their other one, Tangle Tower. It looks oh, like that's the right. si- it looks oh, like yeah, the yeah, same yeah. kind of characters. Um, mm-hmm. I just love when devs have they make different things each project. Yeah. It's cool. And this, yeah, this like is, this is special. You, you look at Crow County and you're like, this is straight out of the 90s. Mm-hmm. And they just nailed it aesthetically. It's so cool. Tangle I'm Tower happy you dig it. On my background for a really long time. It's in my library. <laughs> I bought it ages yeah. ago. I just haven't <laughs> played it. I was, d- yeah, you I said, is it, um, is it fixed camera? Like the old no, school? No, you ones? can move the camera. Around. You can still move the camera? Great. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Is this demo still up there? It is, it so you is. can go play it still. I just downloaded it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I, I will love that demos have kind of stuck around longer this time. Like, <coughs> that's been like my main issue with like most next special. Like you gotta play it within this week. I'm like, people have fucking lives. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And again, the sheer number of games out there. Oh god. And yeah. You have a week to play them all. It's like, I didn't even see Crow County in the two and a half hours I was doom scrolling. <laughs> scrolling. <laughs> I know, exactly. I didn't either. Exactly, yeah. Uh, Crow country. country. It's a whole country. Country. <laughs> it's not county, it's upgraded. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Becca, tell me about this game where I think all kids who go in a museum want to do. Please touch the artwork, too. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> So this one is, um, it's coming out in a couple of days, three days, in fact, on the 19th, and it's going to be completely free. Um, The demo gives you, um, I think it took me 20, 25 minutes to beat, very, very short once again. Um, And um, it is basically a hidden object adventure, but the levels that you're wandering around are pieces of actual artwork or inspired by pieces of actual artwork from the artist uh, James Ensor. He's Belgian and he's a modern art artist. <coughs> Excuse me. So it's point and click. You're wandering around as this um, black and white skeleton um, and you um, are encouraged to just like lick the crap out of this artwork and find certain things. So you'll walk into a a new piece of art, (coughs) excuse me, and there'll be a character that is asking for like six bottles. And then you can walk around any of the available artwork that uh, you've been, you've been uh, able to walk around so far and look Mm -hmm. for those bottles and find them as you walk around the different pieces of artwork. Some of them are broken in places and so you'll be able to like go up to the broken section of the painting and there'll be like a mini puzzle that you can solve that will fix the painting and then there'll be something that you need usually hidden behind it. Um, There's like this kind of weird story going on that you only get a glimpse of towards the end of a demo um, where you find out that there's like this character who's kind of sabotaging the artwork and like cutting into it on purpose. Um, so I think eventually you'll probably get to see more of that and do that. But so on uh, on the surface, it's hidden objects in paintings. And then there's also these like tiny um, mini puzzles as well mm-hmm. um, in the in the paintings. And there there was like a. Um... <coughs> 
excuse me, there was a Spot the Difference one. I remember. I like those, yeah. And then there's those ones where it shows you a shape and you have to create the shape without picking up your mouse. Mm-hmm. There's those kinds of little puzzles. So, so again, very simplistic, super relaxing, probably could be considered another um, cozy one as well. But yeah, it's really lovely. And um, because it was funded, I think it was funded by the Belgian government or something like that. Oh, I had wow. the, okay. I had the the press release about it. I don't remember what it said, but it's fun. It was funded, fully funded, so it's completely free when it comes out. Yeah, that's crazy. That's really cool. I love um, any like, <laughs> animations or video games that use like paintings, but then like move the stuff to do animations. Like I saw in the trailer, like the guy who has like the bottle, like his head turns around. <laughs> like it, it always evokes like that uh, Monty Python. Um, Terry Gilliam animation style. I love that stuff. I like this one in the trailer too, where you're tapping to make the turtle move and you yes. got to stop when the people pop up. That's fun. Yeah. It's, very, it's, very so, fun. it's so unique. I love it. Uh, Matt, what's yeah. rolling rascal all about? Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if Mike's even had a chance to play this demo yet. Um, I found out about it as I was just going through like um, my suggested articles on like Google uh, Chrome on my phone. Um, Cause sometimes I find like interesting, like just time waster articles and stuff like that. Like the 10 best PS2 horror games are, um, <laughs> but one of them was Roland Rascal. And um, I was like, Oh, this is interesting. And then I saw the gameplay. I'm like, what? I, I got uh, what? What is the okay. Sonic? What's going on here? This is a 3D Sonic game, an indie 3D Sonic game that has totally nailed it. Just coming fresh off of Sonic Colors Ultimate today. This game is way better. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It is a 3D Sonic game. Uh, You have uh, full control of the camera because it's uh, open world levels. Um, You get to run around. You can do uh, like you can roll up into a ball and bounce. Uh, you can do jump kicks to kind of like dash down and there's grinding as well, but just everything about like the fact that this is a pre alpha Kickstarter demo and it felt better than Sonic triple A games, in my opinion, in the last decade, like, Oh, I'm, I'm funding. I'm, I'm putting money in on the Kickstarter. <laughs> this game is good. <laughs> do you get any sense of the backstory of this Roland rascal? Like, no. So, nothing. uh, the, the demo itself, it's a tutorial level, um, one level, and then four um, versus levels. I, I, I didn't touch any of those yet, but mm-hmm. the fact that it has like versus like racing and stuff like that, too, that's really cool. It's been a while awesome. since Sonic's done that, too. That's really, really cool. Yeah, I'm really it looks great. It. It's good. Runs perfect on Steam Deck, too. Great. It's good to know. It's good to know. Demo also still available. Go check it out. Yeah, if, and I think all you Sonic freaks out there, go check it out. <laughs> I think they just passed a milestone on Kickstarter for a Switch version. So awesome. Kickstarter is really well. cool. So, so we know that Matt is pro leaving the demos up after Next Fest. How do you feel? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Uh, more demos uh, uh, widely available, the better. This, there's there's been so many times where a game looks cool and then you play it and you're like, ugh. <laughs> it doesn't feel fun to play. 
so like i i wish every mm-hmm. like on a console side of things i wish playstation xbox and nintendo had their own next fest version of like a festival where they have a bunch of demos available there for a period of time just so people mm-hmm. can like check them out I, th- I think the art of the demo is something that i wish was more prevalent in consoles like they used to like getting a, a demo disc in, in yeah. magazines i think was a special moment so yeah, yeah i love i love demos that's fine <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> right down there. Those are all demo discs. Yeah. They're awesome. And that's that's a good point too. The art of the demo. Like it kind of irks me anytime I play a demo and it's just like the first section of a game. It's like buy, buy the full oh. game to play the rest of them. I'm like, you lazy bastard. <laughs> are you, do you like the demos up after like a next fest thing? I do. I, I think um I think it's really valuable because people are probably adding it to the library and then not having time to play it particularly. I think that's kind of what I've always thought is that on the first day of next fest, I'm adding tons of stuff to my library mm-hmm. that I intend to play that I might not have time to play. And then I'm like, Oh, I forgot about that demo. That looks really good. Oh, it's gone now. So now I can't yeah. play it. Um, and yeah. so, uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's really valuable to leave it up, um, after, and I, and, but at the same time, I can understand certain games, like one of the ones that we're going to talk about, uh, Tiny Terry, I, I think I understand why that one's not up because that one is, that demo is fully open world and then some of the buildings mm-hmm. are just locked. And so I think, uh, that in that kind of situation, it makes sense because you want your players to still want to, to keep playing um mm-hmm. and so in that case it makes sense but for other things leave it up if it's just like yeah like two levels of a rhythm game leave it up let people play it yeah. and try it. it it's it's like interesting on the the triple a you know quadruple a side of things you think uh you you see what final Fantasy Seven rebirth is doing where you're getting an update to the demo to play an open world section before the main game comes out which is wild mm. so i in the future to have uh like this first demo out like you were just we'll talk about it in a second but in tiny terry if it's open world later on they update the demo and allow you to go into some of those buildings mm-hmm. would be a nice way to keep it fresh in everyone's mind before the game comes out yeah you're making a face man what's the matter i, I was um uh, particularly only side sidebar the discourse surrounding the graphics of final fantasy 7 oh. that's going on online like yeah. people need to chill the fuck out shut up <laughs> yeah they do <laughs> you'll have yeah, to you'll have to do. tell me what what's going on because i don't follow final fantasy stuff. they're like this game doesn't look as good there's modern textures I'm like fuck you <laughs> <laughs> you go make a huge exactly. game man. <laughs> exactly you go make a hundred hour game go go for it <sighs> Some, on. <laughs> some people don't deserve video games you know most people don't deserve <laughs> fair, fair. Uh, you know Becca you brought it up let's get into it Tiny Terry's Turbo Trip okay the alliteration so, game what's going on here in Tiny Terry's world this was a complete random choice for me to pick up because I just think Terry's the cutest the cutest fucking thing I've ever seen in my entire life it's very like like if you can picture what Play-Doh would walk like and look like if it had a personality, that's Terry in in this game. Oh, 
um, and and everybody else in the in Tiny Terry's world. Um, so it it starts off with uh, again a pretty short demo, despite being open world, because either you can spend I think it was two different things. You can either spend a certain amount of time in the world before the demo ended, or collect two hundred and fifty of like the collectible things. Uh, and then the demo would end. I hit, I think I hit like 40 minutes into the demo and I stopped playing. So I didn't get to that, that cutoff point, but um, you start off going into your Terry, you play as Terry. Yeah. And can, can I read the synopsis, Becca? Cause please, I like the synopsis all a lot. Please, please do. Terry wants to become instantly famous by launching himself into space using his new car, doing something this cool and reckless will surely make him the talk of the town. And that's what it says. So he goes to the DMV to ask for a car and they're like, you want a job? And he's like, no, no, I just need a car. And they're like, well, you can have this taxi, but you also have to have the job. And he's like, okay, cool. I'll take the job. (laughs) So then he gets a car and then you are literally left to your own devices. You can drive around town. You can talk to a bunch of people. Town's name sprinkle water. It's brilliant. He's so floppy and the car drives terribly, but I loved every minute of it. Like the controls are like the jumping and platforming and stuff that works all perfectly fine. The driving you're, you're never going to be driving correct, like correctly. You're not going to be not running into people. You're constantly running into other cars. It's so just like out of this world, ridiculous but it like it feels like a, a a parent sat down with their kid and was like, "What kind of game do you want to play right now?" And they <laughs> just went with it because it's ridiculous. And yeah. you're collecting um a, like a, a million of these like little parts that I assume he'll be able to use to like upgrade his car. I don't know, but there was a lot in the demo that you couldn't do. There's a lot of buildings you couldn't go into, but there was also a few buildings that you could go into and talk to people. And all of the characters you meet are just so stupid. And I love them so much. <laughs> they make they make note on the scene page of his arch enemies of Ricky. Do we get to yeah. meet Ricky in the demo? No, I don't think so. Oh, no. Damn. But he's It'd be great just... if he's not in the game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just I absolutely loved that from the very beginning, the interaction where he's he's they're like, okay, you can go interview for this job. And he's like, I'm just here for a car. And they're like, okay, well, you have to take the job and we'll give you the car. And he's like, all right, fine, I'll take the job. Like they like, he's just so silly. And I really, honestly, oh, it's so fun. And I can't wait. I can't wait. I would say I would highly recommend using a controller and because I use mouse and keyboard and I could not drive. Mm. Um, but it was also brilliant that I couldn't drive because it just meant that I was going everywhere and I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll just flip off this cliff and then investigate what's down here because <laughs> I'm not on the road anymore. It's so good. Uh, the, uh, the devs previous game is called Whoopo Reft Festival forever. It seems just as wacky as this one. So oh, man. it's very, very cool. Uh, shout out again. This is a, another super rare published game. Super rare original. So that's super that's cool. Amazing. They're picking some good, good, interesting titles. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, let's see. Where do we want to go next? Uh, tell me your story, Becca. And not just you. I just mean the game. Tell me your story. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. So tell me your story um, is what I would call a mix between like, it's basically a little to the left, the, okay. the, the puzzle game, but it's, it's got the story vibes of like, oh, no. am I going to cry? It looks like I'm going to cry. Maybe. I don't know. I didn't get far enough. Uh, okay. I mean, I played, I played the demo, but then they, they stopped mm-hmm. you obviously. But um, so you're this little girl who I think she lives with her grandma and basically you're playing a bunch of puzzles and just kind of lighting up her imagination. And so you're like traveling to different places and, um, you know, solving these little puzzles. And when, when I say solving puzzles, there isn't really like rules that are outlined to you. It's, it's very much the same, uh, the same thing as little to the left if anyone has played little to the left. Hmm. Where you're just kind of given a screen and you've got to f- figure out what it what it is you're supposed to be doing on that screen. Um, so at at a certain point, you might be looking at like her suitcase and you're putting like her toiletries in her little makeup bag. You're putting the clothes in the suitcase. You're putting the socks with the shoes and things like that. And then you're organized now, and now you've solved the puzzle. Or um, you'll you're seeing. Uh, I think there was another uh, puzzle where you're like drawing on her face with like these crayons. And um, so it's very much like you're this little girl and you're just kind of like letting your imagination run wild and you're playing these little puzzles along the way. And um, I have no idea if it's going to be sad. Um, unpacking was the other game I was thinking mm-hmm. of. Was that, like unpacking oh. vibes at oh, the yeah. same time. And just honestly, like uh, this, it just looks so beautiful and, there's a dog which just means i love it absolutely and you're exploring different continents so like the puzzles have different vibes there's like asian puzzles and um puzzles where she's she uh, is pretending that she's in the amazon rainforest and all that kind of stuff so it's just it was just so lovely and i i loved the the key art i was like that looks like a little to the left which i'm absolutely in love with so um and also hate to my very core uh, so <laughs> because i still some of those puzzles are hard <laughs> some of those puzzles are so hard and even after i beat them i'm like how did i do that <laughs> <laughs> but this this looks much more simple the only puzzle that hung me up uh was like one of the first ones where you were organizing a bunch of pots and boxes and stuff like that i couldn't figure out which ones were supposed to go together but the hint, hint system unlike a little to the left is very helpful um so i was able to to solve it pretty quickly but yeah i think it'll probably be a super quick super wholesome adventure when it does come out um but the demo awesome. definitely the demo gave i think maybe 20 different puzzles for you to solve so like it was a good chunk wow. to give you an idea of um okay. you know like what it's gonna be like but it's really lovely nice and it's still up there so if you want to check it out go yes. download the demo sweet yeah, I say, am I gonna cry? Because it it looks like it's you know telling stories of your grandmother and reminding you of those kind of. Um, She's still alive in the demo, memories. Kyle. That's yeah. all I can tell you. <laughs> I who knows, who knows. <laughs> Let's go with what I assume is a completely different direction, Matt. Star Trucker. Oh, Kyle, let me tell you about Star Trucker. Trip. <laughs> Yeehaw, cowboy. Yeehaw. Uh yeah, so it's a full-on simulation game where you are playing a trucker in the stars. So like if you ever saw um 
what was the episode of Cowboy Bebop? Heavy Metal Queen. Amazing. Might have been the title. I will um, take your word for it. <laughs> so you are uh, a, a truck cab. I think that's what what they call like the the front of the semi trucks, um, and you're able to um, walk around in the cab. You have to. <coughs> Um, manage your batteries for your system to function <coughs> properly, like your oxygen make sure all that stuff is running. Um, if you have, if you hit debris or other kinds of stuff, you have to go outside to make repairs. So, like, you have a little spacesuit, and you have to go through the airlock to do that. Um, but you do have to uh, unhitch and hitch two trailers to make your deliveries. So it's it's just a full on trucker simulation game, but in the stars. And like, you have in your cockpit, like you have full control panel um toggles you have two tvs like you can have one like the up above or like on the sides or like behind you your docking camera uh you have a cb radio up here you have a radio radio on your upper left um it's really cool uh i kept running into all kinds of traffic and uh hitting all kinds of shit (laughs) i think i died three times playing that demo um (laughs) is there hyperspeed matt (laughs) Uh, there are space gates uh, oh. so a lot like cowboy bebop as well so like uh you have to get to a certain gate to get to a different like sector of space and stuff like that to make deliveries or pick up something new to deliver all right cool that's cool uh ran fine on deck um yeah i i was enjoying just being a trucker in space <laughs> are you passing like other space truckers doing their thing mm-hmm. yep there's traffic Wait. in space yep awesome it looks in space, great. you'll also yell at pedestrians. <laughs> <laughs> in space, you'll get road rage. I, I haven't seen anyone just uh, idling in space going like, fuck your horn, man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> It'd be awesome if you pass the moon and some aliens are over there going, do the thing. <laughs> it, it looks fantastic, you know, graphics-wise and everything. Yeah. It looks good. Yeah. Yeah, even on deck, I didn't have to really toggle much. And it still looked good. And like you could hear the fan definitely, but yeah, I think it'd be a really Sweet. fun time waster game. Awesome. Absolutely. Becca, you have our final two demos to talk about All right. as my niece is upstairs decide to yell exactly at the door <laughs> for everyone to hear. So well, I have two, I have, I have two and then Indica. Oh, Indica. Yep. I'm sorry. Um, let's start with Dysomancer. All right. So Dice. Dysomancer is your classic rogue roguelike deck building game, which I am a sucker for. I played a lot of them. And when I say I've played Why do you like them so much, Becca? I mean <laughs> probably because um I'm bad at them. So like I feel like I'm always I don't know. I feel like I'm so bad at them that I'm like, uh, I'm constantly going back to them and like, I'm like, I'm going to get it this time, but I never do. Um, except for, no, even Slay the Spire. Honestly, my friends talk about um, how much they've played Slay the Spire. I, I want to say probably have 200 hours at this point. Me, personally. Um, I have it on PC and console and, uh, uh, and Switch and on, on my phone. Um, getting it on my phone was a is a big mistake because I've played it a lot. <laughs> but, um, but um, so anyway, <laughs> so Dicey Mancer, I just I liked the art style and that's why I picked this one in particular because God knows it was next fest. There was a hundred roguelike deck builders to play. 
But this one in particular drew my attention because it's got the kind of um, Slay the Spire-esque. I mean, every all these games, Pe- Peglin does this. All these games do it where you can like see the path ahead of you. It just, it looked familiar. And so the honest answer as to why I picked this one is it looked like I wouldn't have to learn a bunch of new mechanics. Um, and that I might ar- already have kind of pre-established knowledge from being obsessive over like Hearthstone and Slay the Spire for mm-hmm. hundreds, hundreds of hours. Um, I was wrong. It is very unique, <laughs> but in a good, <laughs> in a good way, in a really great way. Um, the art style again, which is what drew me in. It's very, um, it's so cute. It's the way that the characters move and the world and everything. Um, is very. It reminded me of anime. Reminded me of um, <coughs> Ghibli, which I think I mentioned, mentioned mm-hmm. the four page and things like that. But yeah, it says uh, hand painted <coughs> era with eight frames per second. It's great. Yeah. So that's um, kind of the style it goes for. <clears throat> the demo you can play a lot of the demo. I played like an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and. When you first start out, you're just uh, an adventurer who's like trying to retire and you're trying to like go fishing and then you keep running into characters uh, that you have to fight. And then this random person shows up and decides to help you by giving you this special card that basically makes it so that you can change any number on the battlefield. And what I mean by that is even your health, your enemy's health. The numbers on the cards, the numbers uh, anywhere on that you can see on the screen, you can change the number. So they give you this card and it seems like it's way too good to be true because it is. And then basically you have this like fog following you now. So you have to like continuously make progress or you start taking damage from this fog that's following you. Um, so it was already pretty unique at that point because I'd never seen um a card game that lets you utilize the board in that way um so i always i thought that that was really unique but there was also um different kinds of abilities and um, changes that you can make to things different combinations um there's also different um, types of cards so there was like blue cards and red cards um and it's not just they don't just cost mana they cost whatever type of mana it is that that card mm. is. So you have to have two blue mana available to be able to play the blue card. And you have to have, you know, a purple mana available to play the purple card and things like that. So you have to be really strict with yourself about, you know, and, and in order to get the, that particular type of mana, you have to sacrifice cards. So I'm sacrificing one purple card to get one purple mana so that next game, next round, I can play a purple card. So there's twisties, there's twisties and turnies, and it's so satisfying when you like do something right and you realize that the combination that you create for mm-hmm. yourself is really good. Um, and then I- at the at the end of your run, um, you can pick pick which mana you want your deck to be. So you are kind of building a deck in that way where you're picking um, kind of where your focus lies. How does the dice work? Because I see in the trailer rolling a bunch of like D and D dice. <coughs> so there's certain cards that will say um, deals like one d six damage 
or oh sweet okay or the the card that i mentioned where you can change any any of the numbers on the screen yep. you have to roll a dice to pick what number you're changing it to oh cool you you can't just like type in i want this to be one you have to roll a dice okay. so it has dungeons and dragons elements to it which is really mm-hmm. exciting you know um I like because and i i like the randomization because at the end of the day if i die i can blame the dice so i love that but yeah no i i just think it was really it's really unique the the first person element is really fun when you like uh when you like play a guard card your character like hand, like brings up a shield when you slice at uh, one of the enemies like you can see your sword go out um, so the art style is really lovely. And like you said, hand-painted, everything is hand-painted. Um, the characters are really cute and I can tell that, um, it is going to be my entire life when it uh, comes out, but it's, it, it's, I think what I mentioned, um, to my friends when I talked to them about it, um, in the midst of Next Fest was that I just like, I immediately lost my train of thought on what I was going to say there. It's okay. But I yeah, like it a lot. <laughs> it's good. I, I like, that's what I was going to say. I like when a genre that is so full is able to kind of stand out to me, especially if it's a genre that I spend a lot of time with because I've played, you know, Dicey Dungeons, Lay the Spire, Hearthstone. Um, I've played, I've played the lot. So when it, there's a next fest demo like this that I remember and I want to talk to people about, um, it's really good. If it's a deck, a deck builder that I'm like, it's not doing anything new. It's not going to be very impressive, but this is doing things that are new, doing things that are unique, doing things that are adding more challenge to a genre that despite being bad at, I say I've mastered. Um, How did you kill the pig? The big, the big pig boss at the end. Yeah. She, the lady comes in and she gives you the card where you change. Yeah. But all you have is the, the, the cards that can change the numbers and the bomb that kills you. Oh, you change your own, you you can change the card. So on the card, it says, so this is just for listeners to make it easier. <laughs> I got stuck so, there. I played the demo and I was like, it's, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a, a boss that um, he, he can only take damage if it's like 99 damage or more. Mm-hmm. So you can't hurt him. And then the only cards that you have is the card that changes all of the numbers on the screen. And you have a bomb that does 99 damage to the boss and 99 damage to you when mm-hmm. you play it. So what you have to do is change the boss's health to one health right. or ch- it will change the boss's health to one to six, whatever, the, whatever rolls on the dice, change the boss's mm-hmm. health and then change the number of the bomb doing damage to you to one to six. Oh God. I didn't think of it. <laughs> Yeah, so when you play the card, it's doing 99 damage to him, but it's only doing 1 to 6 damage to you. Oh. So you have to change the number on the card. Yeah. That makes so much sense. So it's, see, it's unique. It's really unique. I loved it. it. I thought that was really unique. Is, is that ability to change the single number, like, really use? Or it's It's a card like that you card? get it's a card that you get in the deck. So, and then, but I think it's there. Like once you get it in the tutorial, I think it's there in your deck always. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that's kind of, it's a big um, main mechanic. It's a big main mechanic. And it's like the reason that the fog is chasing after you is because you're using those abilities. So but we'll see. It sounds like a good time. Yeah. And the devil let you play a lot. So Awesome. 
it's worth it. Yeah, I'm not a big deck builder kind of guy, but that sounds that sounds like a good time. Anytime you get to roll dice. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> uh, how do you say this? Is it just diets and deities? Yes. You okay, got it. Perfect. Diets hey. and deities. So this is my rhythm game of Next Fest. Um, I thought the art style was really cute, and I love a good rhythm game, so I picked it up, and it's great. Um, the levels, the songs that I played were all super fun. Uh, you literally just use if you're using a controller, it's just like left and right button to move your mm -hmm. character back and forth across the playing field. Um, on keyboard, it's just left and right arrows. I imagine much easier with the controller because my my fingers don't move that fast on keyboard. I don't know. It was weird. But it's looking a lot like the Everhood <coughs> kind of rhythm board. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's um it's basically like a rhythm cooking game. And there are actual recipes in the game. I think it's like 16. Uh, real recipes that you can find so you can like open up the recipe book and it tells you the measurements and it tells you the directions for making it and it's real food and things like that so, i mean some of it is like kangaroo so you can't make that but it's no. supposed to be like the the creators are australian if i remember correctly um so it's supposed to be like yeah inspired by australians um bali brazil and china so it's like actual recipes um old ancient recipes from these different cultures. Um, so you play as a deity um, and she's supposed to be like the last of her kind. And um, this, the world that she's wandering around in used to be really uh, prosperous. And, um, and now for some reason it's not. And I imagine in, when you play the main story, you'll find out kind of what's been going on and why. Um, but the main baddie that you're fighting when you do these songs is a guy who like, it, it is like cooking like greasy fast food. So the whole point is that you're supposed to be like teaching why it's important to cook for yourself and create these like unique recipes and embrace these cultures and don't just like eat greasy fast food all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's funny and it's, and it's silly. And honestly, it's just like, it's just like a cute and unique way to like spend a few hours and have a little bit of fun. None of the levels were very difficult. It's not like through the fire and flames and guitar hero three, like you're not going to kill yourself <laughs> over it. Um, <laughs> But uh, no, it, like it's it's super lovely, and I will absolutely play the whole thing. It's sixteen real recipes inspired by each different culture, so you can literally like have a little mini mini recipe book where you could like actually cook these things at home if you wanted to. And it's got this really lovely art style. You're learning about cultures as you go, like you're learning about like these different actual you know little cultures, and it's literally just moving left and right. And dodging things and, and, and things like that. And it was, yeah, it was super, super, super cute and sweet. And I loved it. Amazing. <laughs> Love a good rhythm game. Me too. Mm -hmm. um, and last but not least, Becca, Indica. Yes. Yeah. And Matt. <laughs> me, me and Matt can discuss it together. Yay. What's it all about, Matt? Uh, I played, I think, I think Becca probably played more than me. I only got in 15 minutes, I think. Oh, okay. I was, 
kind of my cutoff point for most of these, oh. especially something like this, because this is not want to get spoiled. This is the one you yeah. hinted at last week, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> opens up pretty abruptly. Uh, snow, snow laden place, uh, steampunk bike, right? It has like a kettle on the back of it. So it's like mm-hmm. a, a motor bicycle, but it's steampunk. Like it is, it's a kettle with, poking out, I think it's a steam engine is what, uh, the character says. Um, but it's you and an officer, uh, whose arm is <laughs> not doing great. <laughs> it's like gangrene. It's bad. <laughs> like he has it in his jacket slung up because it's just like shriveled small <laughs> um so it, it's kind of like a narrative adventure kind of like um closest I, I would say is like maybe like uncharted like just with the contextual uh areas and puzzles like that um but you're riding this bike through the snow with this captain on the back and it kind of seems like he has her captive maybe and she's a she's a nun right Right. Um, and you're you're just trying to get through. Um, again, I didn't play too long because so I don't know. Why don't you take it away? Becca? I'm, I'm, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, so, yeah, let me I think. Yeah, I don't know if he has her captive or what happened, because I there think like this is line. A, yeah. I think this is a snippet in the middle of the game. You're I legit thought you were, game, right? I was looking at a different game because you were describing a man and in the screenshots all I see is the nun. Yeah. Um, yeah, he just kind of follows her around because he's like 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 Matt said, his arm is kind of useless, but mm-hmm. it's implied, um, and they kind of talk about uh while they're while they're biking around on this like mountaintop, uh or not mountaintop necessarily, on this like snowy area. Um, it's kind of implied that uh, he he should be dead because he of the way that his arm is and it's infected mm-hmm. and everything. And he essentially says, God won't let me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like he's uh, he's claiming to be this like kind of God's prophet. And Indica, who is a nun, is like, OK, <laughs> whatever you say. <laughs> and he's like, how do you explain that I'm not dead yet? Um, so that's kind of talked about uh, throughout the demo. Um, and I don't know how much further you got, Matt, on I'll try not so to I be got, too specific. Uh, I don't know what the building would be called, but it was the one with like the staircase. And I got to the moment right after that, like the where the world changed. Like I, I got through that area. That you got to like the puzzle with. where you have to pray. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, so yeah, in the beginning, you're just kind of wandering around these like beaten up broken houses looking for supplies uh, i assume you're trying to get back to somewhere safe um because uh, it seems like you guys are kind of running away from something mm-hmm. or, i don't know um <coughs> again kind of hard to judge because it's a story-based game and we're dropped kind of in the middle of kind of in the middle of it what really stuck out to me and what i imagine sticks sticks out to most people is that it gets very gamey and and what I mean by that is you go into this building and you like pray at a shrine and you get like a pixelated square mm-hmm. for doing it. So it's this hyper realistic like Senua sacrifice, like like Hellblade Senua, like really realistic, dark looking mm-hmm. world. And then you go into this broken down house, you pray on this shrine and it's like do 
congrats, you got this like weird pixel cube that you can now use to upgrade your character and you open it up and it's like this pixelated like upgrade screen for you to upgrade Indica. Do you remember what the two paths are called? It was like repentance and it is essentially like accepting your sins or like ignoring them were yeah. the two different paths. And another thing that happens before you even get there, when you're still riding the bike, there's like a weird soundtrack happening. Like there's this weird, dark beginning cutscene where she's like, I need to take care of your arm. You're going to die. And he's like, nah, I'm God's prophet. And then the music is like, it's so strange. I can now tell why they say it's a mix between comedy and drama. And you find out eventually as you play through the demo that it is because Indica has the actual devil talking to her inside of her head. And so she gets separated from uh, the man that she's with and she's kind of climbing this staircase and the devil starts talking to her and is basically like, you like him, don't you? And she's like, what are you talking about? And there's like all this kind of stuff. And she's, she's got this like actual devil inside her head. Um, And so you kind of, are gauging like if there's anything weird that's happening in this game, it's probably because it's the devil. Um, and you don't really know why the devil is there. You don't know like kind of how this happened to Intica or why, but she's seems kind of used to it at that point in the demo where she just like either ignores him or like, is like, can you stop bothering me for a minute? Like I'm trying to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, um, <laughs> the puzzle that Matt is talking about, um, the devil is able to kind of manipulate the world so that Indica is seeing things differently from how anyone else would be seeing them. So there's this huge kind of ship that splits into two. And the only way to get across is if she prays. So you have to kind of hold down your mouse button so that she can pray and you can wander around. But if Mm -hmm. you let go, it splits apart again. And then the devil's talking in in your head. (laughs) The music is like, like, it's absolutely (laughs) crazy. It's completely bonkers. It makes zero sense. None of it fits together. And then again, fits together perfectly. Mm -hmm. Like the, the way that they've done it is so unique. Um, other than just kind of these, the puzzles and the story elements and things like that, there's some chase scenes, um, with like a big wolf. What that dog has been up to, or wolf. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they act like it's totally normal. She's like, right. it's, it's just hungry. And it's like this huge, like werewolf thing. Like something if you out of played <laughs> something out of like Resident Evil 8, the like werewolves in Resident Evil 8, the huge werewolf. It looks just like that. And she's just like, it's just a hungry puppy. Like what the fuck? Yeah. um but yeah honestly like i i want to play more of it right now and 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 i was Mm -hmm. so frustrated because the chase scene i died like 10 times i couldn't figure out where they wanted me to go um one of the puzzles was confusing and took me a hot minute to solve um so like i can tell that you know elements of it are going to make me frustrated but i want to play more of it because i want to know what the heck is going on like what did Mm -hmm. i miss that made it like this but just it's so sus from the very beginning when you get on the motorcycle and the music is like poop and i'm like the guy <laughs> is literally dying <laughs> why is the music so suspicious why is it like this and then you're getting these like level up points that look like you're playing like a pixel art arcade game and it's 
it's indescribable. It is so, so mm-hmm. strange. And it sounds to me at some point you're going to, someone's going to pop up going, new high score or something like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. like that same kind of vibe. <laughs> exactly. And the way that they've achieved it and the way that they've, the, that they made a, a demo that is able to show you so much yet so little is really brilliant, I think, on their part. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I can't, I can't wait. And also, can we just shout out the key art because, oh my God. It's really oh good. my God, yeah. <laughs> I had no idea what it was and I added it to my library because the also like, shout out like a to movie their... from like the 30s or 40s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to the <laughs> subtitle as well. Uh ask and you shall be deceived. <laughs> it's real good. Yeah, it's really, really intriguing. Um, um I, I think I've heard of this game before, but they are also the same devs that made a uh bow and arrow shooter VR game called oh. Sacrilith. Uh, back in 2018 that was reviewed very very highly so hmm. i will say cool, that so. it's it does awesome. mention that there's gonna be it's obviously you're playing as a nun there's gonna be a lot of religious stuff so sure. if that's not something that you vibe with mm. that's something that yeah. is kind of triggering for you that's this is definitely not going to be the journey you want to go down um Fair. but yeah so uh, i'm i'm intrigued to see how how much of it is going to be story based and how much of it is just going to be like man that's that silly little devil what's he doing with my brain <laughs> <laughs> it's so good that's awesome <coughs> uh no date yet i think it just says q2 mm-hmm. this year so that's kind of exciting um i'm sure we'll talk about it when it finally comes out later this year uh so that's been our next fest talk uh week two part two Woo. a lot of great demos we obviously didn't hit on everything that was out there so let us know if we missed something <coughs> to get on our radars um and now i get to talk about a game yeah it's not mm-hmm. next Fest game it's a game i'm very excited about that we're very excited about here there was a demo okay cool uh uh mike and i both received codes uh i got mine through trophy room i got his through us here at six Unity. For uh, a metroidvania game we played we did a preview a few months ago called ultros Mm-hmm. Um, it's finally out. We can talk about it. I'm about six hours in, mm. and it's so hard to describe the style of Metroidvania this game is visually. Acid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> visually, it is stunning. I love the way it looks the psychedelic colors, the neon, mm-hmm. um, just finding a new area and seeing this super cool art just as the background is awesome. Um, basically you play as this silent protagonist who wakes up, you, who is like an amnesiac, doesn't understand why, why you're there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just, you know, you find a sword and then you attack these alien uh, creatures. And then as you get to the end of where the game is pushing you to go, you break open this sarcophagus um, to free a soul and then the cycle starts anew and then you wake up again and you restart um and as you keep going every single time you do that uh you learn a little bit more and things start getting pieced together and you find out that you're in space on a ship that is actually a living sarcophagus so that is breathing life into the plant life and these alien creatures and there's an NBC called the gardener who's there cultivating the plant life, making sure everything's good. And 
but even uh, even them are they are like what's going on here yeah matt <laughs> uh, is this a so like you said like a loop like so like is this a static map or is this kind of like a um like a rogue um, legacy kind of Rogue, thank you. Yep, yeah, yeah. <laughs> map map does not change. Um, okay, and okay. to the point where, like, when you discover certain areas, the map will stay revealed to you. So when you open it up, you'll know exactly where you are. You'll see the places where you can't access yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does a good job by holding your hand to kind of push you to where you need to go, mm-hmm. without being overt with it. Like you, you will just stumble into the right way to go just because you'll find so many blocked areas that there's only one logical path forward. Okay. Um, even where I am now, I'm still getting new skills and new mechanics. And like, I just, uh, very early on, you, you can find these seeds and plant them. Um, and each seed is a different plant and each plant um every cycle like if you leave it alone for multiple cycles it'll keep growing Mm -hmm. and some of them will then lead to a higher platform that will let you reach higher ledges or some will have a vine that you can swing across to to get across gaps my favorite one that i just discovered is it coats the ground in super slick like slime or something that will make you run faster to get even across further gaps or run up walls um uh, if you fall down a, a long tunnel okay so it's the um, same map but the more you play the more of the map you're unlocking. yes yeah mm-hmm. are um you, are you able to choose what scene you play or like is it yes or, okay yeah yeah you can choose where the what seed goes where on the map mm-hmm. and there's plenty of spots to plant things so much to the point matt six hours in the gardener guy's like listen some plants are better suited in other places. So <laughs> you have to then remember which seed is good for what situation. And I've already planted like 30, 40 some seeds Ooh. in my time. And I'm like, Oh God, where do these go? <laughs> what plant did I plant here? So that's a little bit daunting because there's yeah. no way to keep track of what mm. you planted, where it doesn't really tell you which one it is, uh, except from like a visual perspective. Because obviously they all look different. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a bit of a bummer there. So Combat like, wise. Um, yeah, go ahead, man. Pins kind of like Hall Knight. Let you know. Like, yeah, you no, there, there's no pins. It, there mm-hmm. are there are skills you can unlock that will show you like where all the gardens are. <laughs> or like um, things you can uncover to show you where all the compost is. Because that's another mechanic they introduce uh, fairly late into my gameplay where you can enrich the soil and speed up the the growing uh, mm-hmm. process. Um, combat wise, it's a little stiff. It's not the most fluid thing in the world, but it does a cool thing where it's trying to teach you to view combat as a as a necessary means to an end. Mm. Instead of just hacking and slashing and and right. mashing the square button. Mm. Like if you the other main mechanic that I really, really love, um, which gets a little out there crazy, is every creature you attack, if you mash it using a, one certain type of attack of attack too much, you will damage the goods. Ooh. So every enemy you defeat, you will 
get a piece of them, which you can then eat to heal or, okay. or use the nutrients from that piece to then upgrade your skills. Cause skills are upgraded based on the amount of nutrients that are inside of your body. And each enemy will have different kind of nutrient stats and whatnot. But if you were just hacking and slashing to defeat everybody, all the, all the enemies, you'll just get bloody pulps. They're not that nutritious. They don't heal you a whole lot. But if you use a varied, um, varied attacks to take it down, like you slash it once, mm-hmm. you wait to counter, you hit it with a couple counter attacks, you jump up, you dive kick, you do different type of attacks to it. You will then get a prime pristine piece of it, which will then heal you a ton and get you way more nutrients, um, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I like that really, you kind of really have to res- mm-hmm. respect the enemies in a way, uh, uh, you know, treat nature in, in a kind way and use it for what you need to use instead of like disrespecting it or whatever. Thing. Exactly. Um, <laughs> same you thing like, the- with the plant life. The gardener will tell you like later on, you'll unlock a skill that you can cut down like these harmful plants. But if you're not careful, you can actually cut down the good plants. And the gardener's like, listen, please be careful. Be careful what you do because they'll have long-lasting effects. So it's it's that kind of storytelling stuff that I kind of dig. So it's that kind of that's how you're discovering the story is through the characters that you talk to? The NPCs and every single every single loop, um, you'll learn a little bit more. To uh the point the last loop I did. I thought I broke the game because <laughs> uh, y- you also uncover this little um, it's like the near robot in near automata. That's kind of mm. like shoots bullets that kind of follows you around, but it attaches it to you. And then you gain like a double jump and then you can use that to do certain skills to unlock these block pa- passages in this living sarcophagus. And I got it and I was like, oh, let me go against where it's pointing you to. Because once you get that, it, you will show like a a life stream of pointing you at where you have to go to restart the cycle. Mm-hmm. It's like, let me go the other way. Let me see how much I can unlock. Let me see if I can find these uh, mnemonic memories, which are items you can pick up to lock in your skills so you get to start with them next cycle. So that is the one downfall. You... By eating things, you gain nutrients, you unlock skills, but if you don't have those locks, mm-hmm. you will lose them and you have to start over and, and have to level up all the skills again. So finding those in the area, which are they're all hidden and they're hidden pretty well, um, then you get to keep them. So I was like, let me see if I can get more to, uh, to keep like my wall jumps and my higher health and more combo attacks. And I got to a point where Another one of the NPCs is like, what are you doing here? You're going the wrong way, essentially. <laughs> and then she chases you down and you can't attack her or hit her. She's like permanently guarded. And I'm like, okay, fine. Let me just go back to the screen. But she puts a force field there. I'm like, oh, no, they're going to force to kill me here to bring me back. I'm like, oh, all this progress is gone. But it's part of the story. Mm. And I just. I guess didn't go the way it was telling me to to find a blocked wall to then turn around. So I was like frantically running, just trying to find a place to get away from this character. <laughs> and then eventually it led me right to where I was supposed to go. And the cycle started over again. And I'm like, huh, 
that was kind of cool. Just at the point where I'm like, okay, the cycle thing's getting a little quote unquote stale. They throw a little something fresh at, at me and, and somebody who is very um, kind and nurturing towards me just switched it up and wanted to kill me <laughs> and, and destroy me for trying to ruin for trying to ruin her way of life. Um, that's where I'm at currently. Mm. Bosses are, are fun. Uh, again, the combat is a little stiff, so it's kind of I am taking a lot of hits. Like mm-hmm. I'm not perfect at it at all. Uh, I did notice I took a little hint at the trophies. There seems to be a pacifist way to play through this whole game. Ooh. Wow. Um, so there there are some trophies tied to like um instead of defeating the boss, which has its own trophy by killing it, there's one that says like feed it fruit to make it your friend. And every boss has one of those. That's so awesome. I guess there is a way for you to go about doing this. Um, okay. And the enemies will not try to attack you until you pick up the sword in each Ooh. run. So okay. there's a lot. There's a lot of depth there. It's hard. Traversing is kind of you do get a little lost, but it's mm. just a visual feast. I, I enjoy it a whole, whole lot. And I think it's only 20 bucks, too. Like it's 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 pretty good. It's one of the freshest metroidvanias i played in a long long time reminds me a lot of hollow knight man and in, in, in that kind of way well you know we'll, we'll need a game like this because silk song's not coming out this year yeah we'll see <laughs> we'll see matt we'll see <laughs> so yeah that's ultras shout out the to uh kepler for letting us get a code and playing it i'm sure mike will talk about it next week as well i think he is playing it on the steam deck so maybe we'll get some different thoughts on that Mm -hmm. um but now before we end let's go into this week in indie which i have in tabs and not written in the doc um let's start with actually a game you're you talked about becca for next fest please touch the artwork too out february 19th uh Becca already talked about it, so I'm not going to do the synopsis. Yeah, it's free. Go play it. Go play it. Uh, A game we talked about last week is already coming out on February 20th. Matt and Mike couldn't stop talking about it. Bellatro. The poker roguelike. (laughs) Bellatro is a hypnotically satisfying deck builder where you play illegal poker hands, discover game-changing jokers, and trigger adrenaline-pumping, outrageous combos. Out everywhere. PlayStation, Switch, Xbox. Pretty cool. Awesome. That is February 20th. Uh, another one, Diets and Deities, also out on February 20th that Becca just oh. talked about. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Uh, Geometry Survivor, out on February 21st. Geometry Survivor is a roguelite survival where you fight waves of enemies, unlock innovative upgrades in the shop, acquire new ships, and conquer the unforgiving grid world. That may sound basic, but this looks like Geometry Wars cross survivors games. <laughs> yeah, it uh, does. It looks cool. It does look really cool. Yeah, so that's out February 21st. And these are, I don't have other uh, um, platforms that's coming out right on right now. I'm just reading off the Steam page. So my apologies. My birthday. Uh, yay. Uh, this one doesn't have an ag- exact date. So releases.com lied to me. So I'm skipping it. February 22nd, Garden Life, a cozy simulator comes out on Steam, 
Garden Life is a relaxing gardening game in which you create your dream garden in a peaceful, colorful world. Plant and add ornaments at your own pace, transforming an overgrown, forgotten plot into a flourishing community garden. Yeah, this is the one you, you played, really Matt? The one I played. Didn't you play a, a, a demo last week? You talked about a gardening game? Maybe I'm making that up. I could <laughs> totally be making that up. Just checking my list. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, face. Garden Life. It looks so pretty. Wow. And it, it's was the one I played. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Different one, but this this one looks uh very, very pretty. And it actually goes it's like as two real life growing plants as it possibly can, <laughs> it seems like. Cool. But yeah. Uh Corpo Nation comes out February 27th. Yes. Yay. Uh, greetings, valued employee. You have been tasked with sorting the Ringo Corporation's genetic samples. With the credits that you earn, you can shop, game, and pay your bills on time. Rogue workers may try to entice you into betraying your beloved employer, but we know you'll give 110%. (laughs) That's out on the 22nd. Yes. Uh, One of my most anticipated games is finally out. February 22nd, Pacific Drive. Uh Face the supernatural dangers of the Olympic exclusion zone with a car as your only lifeline in this driving survival adventure. Scavenge resources, load up your trusty station wagon, and drive like hell to make it through alive. What was that bad Netflix movie where they drove to the West Coast to like save his girlfriend and then like they died anyways? Like it was apocalypse, post apocalypse. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> the, the movie came out like uh, six years ago. I know, I know. Was I know, it I know. called like Please Be My Friend or something? I don't remember. Oh no, that's Steve the Carell? Anne Hathaway. Yeah, no, that that was a good movie. <laughs> oh, okay, good. good. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, th- th- this movie had like Force Whitaker in like two scenes, and like, yeah, it oh. just was. It's not a good movie. I don't, I don't actually know anything about Pacific Drive other than what you guys have told me. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, er- everything takes place in your station wagon, and you can upgrade it and fix it and try to figure out what's going on in the pacific northwest looks great i can't wait and uh finally on the on the bigger side of the indie uh world finally coming out at 1.0 sons of the forest comes out february 23rd okay sent to find a missing billionaire on a remote island you find yourself in a cannibal infested hellscape craft build and struggle to survive alone or with friends in this terrifying new open world survival horror simulator very scary very scary i don't like it i like it i don't There's like some... that it's scary <laughs> cannibals freak me out in that game <laughs> <laughs> yeah when you've got so been... like a, a spider of legs chasing after you no thank you yep elden ring <laughs> scarred me for life so i yeah. like that no thank you <laughs> yep uh that's been this week in indie no shortage of games so Go check them out. Let us know if you played them. And uh, that's it for this week's IndieCast. Uh, Becca, Matt, thanks for joining me. Talking about more Next Fest stuff. Yeah. Uh, friends, we'll be back next week. Hopefully Mike is better. And Becca is feeling better. And I'm feeling better. And Matt, you stay <laughs> your wonderful self. <laughs> and uh, we'll be back talking more Indies. Bye, y'all. <laughs>